I'm a giant when I stand Ballin' like the Jets, startin' Jersey like the Nets To New York like the Mets, yeah I win like the Yanks Like the past, fill a check, GNT Sports Talk How to show on the net, yeah On myself, yeah I bet, yeah I put blood to the switch, yeah From the East to the West, GNT Sports Talk How to show on the net, yeah everybody what's up week two is come and gone and faster than the speed of light and we are on to week three but first brother what is up week three is upon us and let's go over week two you and i had a uh grudge match that you know went in my favor um, and definitely and now let's just get to it what's going on man uh, can we skip this one, actually? Um, I actually took two servings of Humble Pie. A very embarrassing week for my football team, my fantasy football team. Disgraceful performance all the way across the board. Uh, not too thrilled with the events of this week. It was pretty bad. Yeah, man. the fo- It was uh, not the prettiest, by all means, for the New York Jets. And you know what? Let's just start with that game. So okay. it, was the, for, it was the inaugural ma- grudge match between – Two first-round picks, Mac Jones and Zach Wilson. Well, this game, you know, had a lot of star power to it. Two guys in the draft that a lot of teams really liked and wanted. And the Patriots came off a loss, one-point loss to the Dolphins. Their defense um, in week one wasn't the best. Well, week two, they decided to come alive because Zach Wilson was picked off not – his first two passes against New England Patriots were picked off. And two of them by Mr. Interception himself, J.C. Jackson. The Jets offense was anemic all day, could not get anything done. The Patriots offense was okay. I'm not going to say it was great. Still got some holes to fill, but it, it's getting there. Mac Jones looked very, very good again. He did not throw a touchdown, but also didn't throw an interception. Uh, Patriots scored two touchdowns. James White in two games has been a huge factor. So Damian uh, Harris gets in the end zone, and the Patriots get a 25-6 to victory. But I'll tell you this. The one thing I will give Jets props is they got after Mac Jones. They sacked him a few times. It's just it's just garbage. That's what it is. I mean, the one positive you just point to, you get Franklin Myers with another sack. You have, I think, three sacks on the day, but it doesn't matter. Sheldon Rankins gets one, but I'm disgusted. I really am. I know it's a rookie quarterback, and I'm not saying Zach's a bust, and people are jumping to conclusions way too quickly, you know. We talked about how Belichick stifles the rookie quarterbacks. You saw it again, and I'm going to say he was seeing ghosts, even though he says he wasn't. Fortunately, that has to come back. Three of the four picks were brutally on him. Um, the second one, Corey Davis drops. Not the best ball, but make the catch. You got your hands on it, obviously. The third and fourth picks were mind-blowing to me. It's one thing the first play of the game, but, like, the third and fourth were such giveaways. They were, like, destined to be picks as soon as he let it go. The fourth one was a darn old pick. If I ever saw one throwing it to two or four guys, just absolutely terrible. I mean, he made some nice plays in the game, too. You know, Berrios and Elijah Moore has some nice grabs, but – Honestly, I, it's a long road for this team. They have a long way to go. Losing Beckton sucks. The line's still a problem. Not as bad as week one, thankfully, but I'm not too enthused right now. It's going to be growing pains. 
I still think Zach's going to be just fine. You know, Mac Jones has been the best of the rookie quarterbacks so far, but you could also argue he's been asked to do the least, like conservative-wise, you know, Lawrence is wearing it out there. Uh, Lance hasn't gone in there yet. Justin Fields didn't look too great in his limited action. But Lawrence also has seven picks, so it's not just a Wilson thing here. No, I mean, in terms of the rookie quarterbacks, yes, Mac Jones has looked the best out of the two the two weeks of the rookie quarterbacks. But to, to what you alluded to, yes, he's not throwing balls down the field. He's taking what the defense gives him now. Yes, it's great for the completion percentage because he looks great but he will take his shots down the field against the jets on a, uh, they did like a trick play where James white threw it back to um, Mac Jones. He hit um, John o. Smith wide open, but if he aired it out into the end zone, um, Nelson Aguilar was wide open in the end zone for a touchdown, but he was, he took the easy way out. He didn't want to I'm not saying easy way out. He took the easier throw to avoid being turned over, but that's also, a smart thing to do, but the rookie quarterbacks look—they're young. They're gonna—they're growing pains, and it happens. Yeah, I'm not giving up by any means. You know, it's not going to get easier for him, and we'll talk more about that in our next show, which is actually tomorrow. But um, the one thing I'll say is for the Jets, something I liked, Michael Carter, I liked. That was a great day for him. Over 100 all-purpose yards, I believe, or right around there. He he had a great day running the ball, catching the ball. The Jets found themselves a good running back in the fourth. The ground game improves a lot. You saw Ty Johnson get to work, too. Uh, the defense was very good because Zach put them in poorest positions, so they really didn't give up too much, if you consider that. So I like what I've seen from the defense the first two weeks for the most part, but unfortunately the Jets are not smoking anyone. We got smoked, but Mosley has looked good, all kidding aside. I like what I've seen in the first two games. He looks active. He's getting after it again. Hopefully he stays healthy. Him and Marcus May played every snap for the Jets on defense. Well, that's why they're getting paid the big bucks. And Mosley not being healthy, you know, two years hasn't really played a lot for the Jets. He really needed to come up and play, and he made a lot of big plays for the Jets. They're going to need him a lot going forward. Yeah, so other than that, the Patriots, I think you guys will be solid. You're going to fight for a playoff team. Still think Bills are the class of division. They bounce back, but that's all I got, I think. Just got to move on and clean the slate there. All right, yeah, definitely. So I want to uh, – you know what? I have We have to talk about the Sunday night game between the Ravens and the Chiefs because that, to me, was the game of the week. Absolutely tremendous. We all talk about this. Lamar Jackson's kryptonite is playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, super well, the kryptonite broke away, and boy, what a game this guy had. Unbelievable. The Chiefs had no answer for Lamar Jackson, whether he was throwing the ball or running the ball. And I will tell you this, the Chiefs' rushing defense is horrendous, absolutely dreadful. They were running all over the place on them, and – I'll tell you this, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has that costly fumble. That's huge. You can't do that in that situation. But I, my hat gets tipped off to Lamar Jackson. Yes, he did turn the ball over twice, did struggle in the beginning. In the second half, that's where he earned his money. He was absolutely sensational, what I saw. Holly, Hollywood Brown looked great. Um, 
I'm, you know what? I'm not going to say Sammy Watkins looked good by, by any means necessary. However, uh, he made some plays here and there. The defense of the uh, Ravens came to play against the Chiefs. They really did. Tyreek Hill had three catches for 14 yards for crying out loud. They, they took him out of the game. On Deshaun Elliott, the guy who covered Tyreek Hill, what a game for you, young sir. But I will tell you this, the Chiefs, if they want, it's a long season. They're going to still be in the playoffs, of course, of course. But that defense is really, really bad. Oh, yeah. Um, that was the best game of the week by far. And we actually forgot to do our picks for game of the week last week. I just realized, too. So we'll, we'll clean that up this week. Um, but, yeah, that was a great one to watch. You know, I caught the tail end. I was still watching a little baseball at that point. Um Absolutely incredible game all the way around. Lamar Jackson, he turns it over twice, but he cleans himself up right after that. He runs for over 100 yards. You get two touchdowns on the ground, one passing. You see even Williams is running the ball well. The Ravens are doing plug and play at running back. Tyson Williams in there. Devonta Freeman even rips off two carries for 30 yards. Hollywood Brown, like you said, 113 and touchdown. Even Mark Andrews decided to show up this week for 57 yards. Watkins, all right, like you said. And then the Ravens defense makes that play happy. You know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire puts the ball on the ground. You just can't do that. And it costs the Chiefs a game. That was a dub for the Chiefs, 100%. Mahomes does his thing, throws for 350 and three touchdowns. And then you get um, you get freaking Travis Kelsey with that crazy play. One of the best touchdown scores of this year probably breaks like six or seven tackles and just goes beast mode to roll into the end zone. Pringle catches one Robinson. I mean, this Chiefs team is still loaded. Even Tyree kills us nothing. They still score 35 points. Yeah, and what does that tell you about this offense? It's still high-powered. Uh, I want to shout out Travis Kelsey, who became the youngest tight end in NFL history to record 8,000 receiving yards in his career. Absolutely tremendous. But, yeah, um, Patty Mahomes, you know, the way to get him off his game is pressure. The, the Ravens brought the pressure. It was a great game back and forth. And the Ravens were able to sneak out this victory and a huge win for Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, definitely. Uh, this is one thing I got right. I did say the Ravens will get this dub, one of my few victories in week two. Indeed, yes, you did say that. Hats off to you, good sir. Hats off to you. <laughs> I needed uh, one, bro. This week was terrible. Full of losses across the board. I needed one dub, at least. Yes. Yeah, that is true, bro. You did go through a lot of losses at my expense, I might add. But, yes, you got that win over me, definitely. Hats off <laughs> to you, my friend. And but, the Yankees were a disaster, too. That was the worst Suns they've had in years. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, we all have them days, man. We all have them days. But um, I will – you know what? Next, I want to talk about another good game. How about that? The Cowboys and the Chargers. What a game that was. Oh, I'm I'm just telling you this. I'm still on the Dak Prescott train. He looked great. Zeke scored a touchdown, gets back in there. C.D. Lamb, remember the name. This guy is going to be one of the best receivers in football the next few years. I love this kid. He gets open. He doesn't drop. Well, he had bad drops week one, but this week played well. Amari Cooper was, you know, kind of taken out of the game, but – their other playmakers made big plays and the Cowboys were able to sneak it out and get the victory. Bro. I mean, the, the story to me here, well, Dak only incompletes four passes and he has a pick, but great day for him. Um, how about Tony Pollard outrushing Zeke Elliott? 
when and less carries. You get 109 yards for Pollard and Elliott getting 71. We're going to see a time share in Dallas. What's up with Zeke? Uh, you know, I think what's going on, it's a mixture of things. I think that, you know, the offensive line is playing into uh, Zeke. Remember, when Zeke Elliott was at his best, was in the Cowboys' offensive line, was the best in football. So that's what that's, I think, limiting him as well. But he'll pick it up deep in the season. He'll be okay. But Tony Pollard is that guy, that versatile back who gets on the field. He's got more speed than Zeke. He does a little bit more. So sharing carries, uh, I don't think I don't think fantasy owners should be that worried. But Pollard will see an extended period of snaps. I will say that. Yeah, bro. I mean, it's surprising to me. I know they've been kind of doing this thing for a while now, but um, it's going to be crazy to see how that develops. But for the Chargers, Herbert has two costly picks in the red zone. Throws to 338, not his best day, though. Two big turnovers, ends up playing the game. Dallas gets a game-winning field goal. Eckler gets 54 on the ground, and you see Keenan Allen go off for over 100 yards like he does. Mike Williams had a very good day here. Seven catches, 91, a touchdown. Um. A tough loss for the Chargers. They definitely could have won this one. Absolutely. It was right there. They just couldn't pull it out, but they're going to still be there. I'm, I'm still very high on the um, uh, Los Angeles Chargers. So, other than that, you know what? What game do you want to do next, bro? How about we do Rams-Colts? That looked interesting. Actually, you know what? No, Vikings and Cardinals is the one we need to talk about. That was a crazy game. Oh, Unbelievable. When you look at Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray is something special, man. This guy is MVP. He, not only hey, maybe. Yeah, he 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 could be. He's doing so many great things. He has weapons galore. Nuke Hopkins, AJ Green, Christian Kirk, and now Rondell Moore. You gotta watch out for him too. He had seven for 125 yards. This guy was absolutely sensational. The Cardinals offense is imp- nearly impossible to stop. Their rushing attack, I think, needs a bit of work, but their passing attack is arguably one of the best in football. And I will tell you this, you know, the Vikings held in there a little bit. You know, you got uh, Dalvin Cook going over 100 yards again. What else is new? But the Cardinals, man, they are something else. This, uh, it's, it's the Kyler Murray show. It's Kyler Murray's world, and we all just live in it. Yeah, he throws for 400 yards. He gets three touchdowns, turns over twice. He also rushes for 31. Rondell Moore over 100 in a touchdown. Even this guy, Max Williams, the tight end comes out of nowhere, gets almost 100 yards. You see New Hopkins, Kirk, Green. Edmonds does well, too. And this team has so many weapons, like you said. The defense looks like it needs a lot of work, though, after what we just saw. But I'm sure they'll clean that up. And they look good week one. And the Vikings, you know, this wasn't Kirk Cousins' fault. I did like what I saw from Kirk Cousins. This one really stings for our boy Big Steve. The Vikings had this game one. But I think you probably felt the same sense I did. Did you think that kick was good? I thought he was I, – I, I saw the miss coming, kind of. It seems so Vikings to me. Sorry to say it, but the Vikings are classic for blowing kicks like that. It just felt like they didn't have that one. Ah, yeah, they, they don't have the best luck in terms of the kicking game in any factor, but yeah, I, I thought he was due for a miss. I was like, all right, yeah, he's going to miss this. Unfortunately, <laughs> so sad. I just, I just think the, the, the Cardinals uh, defense does need a lot of work. Especially they do have T, uh, JJ Watt and Chandler Jones, the pass rush, but the secondary other than Buda Baker is really, really bad. 
Yeah, you know, Pat Pete ain't what he used to be. And um, Osborne. Pat, Peter, Pat Peterson's on the Vikings. I was going to say, he's not on them anymore, is he? That's funny. So he crosses over, and um, you can see they miss him, I guess. And for the Cardinals, and Osborne for the Vikings is really good. He he went off. He had that one big play. Jefferson did all right, and then the one had a touchdown. But bad luck loss for the Vikings for sure. Absolutely, bro. They were in it till the end. They just couldn't finish. Absolutely. It doesn't seem like a far cry from what's normal for them, sadly. So how about we go to Titans and Seahawks? What a game that was. Unbelievable, man. I'll tell you, it's it's insane. You know, the Titans, I think they're de- – you want to talk about a bad defense? My God, the Titans' defense is putrid. Yeah, that's, I, it's, that's a big problem. It's, it's really, really bad. And – um. I think the Seahawks defense is, you know, showing promise, but they did struggle a bit in this game. Uh, Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett are just doing what they do, just getting points, scoring points and scoring touchdowns. But in this game, Titans were able to uh, to pull out the victory. Uh, Julio Jones had a huge play. I saw that, you know, a lot. everybody in the media was – talking about how uh, he was called out by Mike Vrabel, comes out and plays. Um, A.J. Brown was a bit utilized, but they the Seahawks had no answer for King Henry, and, and rightfully so. He was rushing all That's over the place. Guy's a freak. My boy Julio Jones steps up. I knew he would bounce back after all that nonsense week one. He gets 130 for six catches, has a big 51-yard catch, which I highlighted. Love to see it. Derrick Henry goes for over 200 all-purpose yards. Derrick Henry catches six passes. He runs for three touchdowns. He destroyed the Seahawks. He single-handedly carried the Titans to victory. Tannehill was pretty good, but no touchdowns, 347, though. Um, The Seahawks were up big in this one, too. It looked like the Titans were done. They were down two scores in the fourth quarter. No one comes back in the 12th man down two scores in the fourth quarter. I think the Seahawks were like 65-1 in these scenarios. I think the last loss was to the Rams in 2004. So was that 12-man fading a little bit? Did the Titans play a good game and come back into it? Of course. Um, you know, the Seahawks, Russell's still cooking, you know. No picks, two TDs, close to 350. The running game's non-existent still. Tyler Lockett goes bananas. Even this guy Swain does pretty well with 100 yards and a touchdown. Freddie Swain. And then you see Metcalf with a quieter day. But both these teams are going to be contenders. And they both need a lot of work on defense, but the offenses look like they're firing on all cylinders now. Yes, they do, man. They absolutely they look really, really good on offense. Defense does definitely need a lot of work. So next, you know what? Why don't we stick with the Rams and the uh Colts? We'll go right. uh we'll stay with this one. Now this one was a little closer than I thought it was gonna be, I'll be honest with you. Uh Carson Wentz is dealing with not one but two sprained ankles, so that's going to be interesting to see what happens going forward. But I will tell you this, man. Michael Pittman Jr. really came on eight catches, 132 yards. He looked absolutely sensational. Uh, The Colts were were in it till the end, just the Rams did a little bit more to get the victory. But um, the fact that the Colts stayed in this game against this Top three defense in my eyes is is crazy. Matthew Stafford does okay. He didn't have a great a game as he did week one, but that's hats off to the uh, defense of the Colts for eliminating that. But the Colts, you know, 
like I said, they were in until the end. Their defense is pretty is decent. I'll give them that. But against the Rams, they got to do a little bit more. I think the Rams' rushing attack without Cam Akers is a bit anemic. And so they traded for Sony Michelle and hardly use him. Got to unleash the kid. Yeah, you know the Rams have been also a hot start. We both called this one early on. We knew they would get this dub. I think it was closer than we thought. You know, the Colts showed a lot of things. Um, Carson Wentz's durability still an issue, unfortunately. Jonathan Taylor's a decent. Pittman was the big story for Indianapolis. Um, then you're going to take a look at the Rams. You know, Matt Stafford, two touchdowns, close to 300, throws one pick. Michelle, 10 carries for 46, like you said. Daryl Henderson, 13 for 53. So that looks like a nice timeshare. Cooper Cup goes bananas, 163 and two touchdowns. Woods at 64 yards. Um, Cooper Cup is going to be the best option on this team in the passing or rushing game, it looks like. He had 11 targets. Um, the Rams lost a fumble, too, so there were definitely a few turnovers in this game. A lot of big defensive performances. You see the duel with Aaron Donald and Quinn and Nelson, and Donald ends up getting seven sacks, and he gets a tackle for a loss, gets the quarterback three times. And for the Colts, you know, 0-2, this team has a lot of expectations. If Wentz isn't healthy, they're in a lot of trouble. You see the turn of Jacob Easton, who throws a pick. So the Colts might be in for another disappointing season. We'll have to see what happens down the road. We still got 15 more to go. We'll see what happens. But uh, next game, you know what? This one's going to be quick and easy for both of us. Buccaneers, Falcons. Oh, God. So the Falcons actually hung tough for a while until – until there was the two pick sixes by the Bucks safety account. Mike just, Evans, yep. Mike Edwards, Edwards, yep. Here we go, yep. He has two pick sixes in the fourth. He wraps up the Falcons' fate. Buccaneers get carried behind that. Ryan throws one other pick. Um, Mike Davis did okay. Kyle Pitts flashed with 73 yards. Callum Ridley did his thing with 63 and a touchdown. Cordero Patterson really came to play, too. Um, I might pick him up this week in the league, actually. So we'll see if that ends up working out. And then for the Bucks, all business as usual. Brady throws five touchdowns. Gronk catches two of them. Evans gets two. Godwin gets one. The only thing I didn't like about this one, I think you know what it is, is that Antonio Brown is absent in this one. He doesn't get used. He gets one catch for 17 yards, but that's how it's going to be with this team. What's up, GNT Nation? Have you subscribed to our YouTube channel yet? Subscribe to us at Grunt Talks MLB. Once again, that's Grunt Talks MLB. You could also catch us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Now back to the show. We hope you're enjoying the show so far. Follow us on Instagram at Grunt Talks Team, Twitter Grunt Talks MLB, and Grunt Talks NFL. Again, Instagram Grunt Talks Team, Twitter Grunt Talks MLB, and Grunt Talks NFL. Now back to the show. Yeah, you know, it's, it's going to be a weekly thing. It's who Tom Brady feels comfortable with, and now that him and Gronk have that chemistry back, and it's, that's who he's going to go to, especially in the red zone. So with Antonio Brown, you know, one catch for 17 yards this week, they're going to have to go back to the drawing board and figure out plays to get him going. But Godwin, Mike Evans, it's it, this offense is just loaded. And, you know, if you're a receiver in this offense, you're going to have to really wonder, what do I got to do to get the ball? Because it's so many of us. Yeah, bro, that's a good point. Now I'm going to ask you a quick question. Would you play Brown or would you play Tyler Boyd next week? Tyler Boyd. You think so easily? Yeah, I would. 
Tyler Boyd is starting week one. It wasn't that many. This week he had seven for 73. You got to go with him. Yeah, I think that's a good idea, brother. So I appreciate that advice. Um, what other game caught your attention on the slate? Why don't we stay with that one, the Bengals and the uh, Bears, because that one was down to the wire, too. The Bears squeak was one out. Andy Dalton hurts his knee in his return back to Cincinnati. And he's actually, I got some news. There's rumors that Justin Fields will make his debut. Oh, boy. It will start on Sunday. Okay, so that is very possible as long as they get banged up. Now I have a couple things here. Fields comes in, like I said, wasn't great. 60 yards in the pick. Montgomery did okay. Nothing too special there. Robinson was pretty quiet, although he did have a touchdown. We were both surprised by this result because we both had the Bengals winning. Joe Burrow threw three straight picks. So that's correct. So I think it was three straight passes were picked off. Uh-huh. Yeah, so. it, it, it was bad at the end. It really was. It, it was bad. But there, that's another thing. All the weapons on that team, you got to distribute it between Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. It, it's here. Yeah, it is, bro. It is. And But uh, Joe Burrow. You know, last year played sensational before the ACL. This game, he played like a rookie. Yeah. That that the, the three interceptions is unacceptable, but the Bears squeak it out, get it done. Allen Robinson, remember the name. He's playing for a contract. He's pissed off. So he scores a touchdown. He looked good. And other than that, for um Joe Mixon does pretty good. Uh, Jamar Chase, I think, scored a touchdown as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was chasing Higgins touchdown. Yeah, and then whatchamacallit, Tyler Boyd got more involved, which is big. So, you know what? The Bengals are going to be there. They had a bad week. The three interceptions didn't help. But storyline is the Bears going to go with Justin Fields. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Hopefully they stick with him and maybe he does bad. But I know they did say daytime Dolan's the starter if he's healthy. So, that might be an ongoing thing. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. So, why don't we do uh, Dolphins and the Bills? <laughs> oh, my God. What a lapper this turns out to be. Poor Dylan and VJ. I mean, yikes. Tua gets injured and the Bills just rock them. You know, we did both have the Bills winning, but what is there even to say here? The Dolphins just got dismantled. Exactly, man. It, when Tua went down and got injured with his uh, with his bruised ribs, yeah, and then they had to have Brissett come in. Brissett, yeah, Brissett's proven that he could play in this league, but the Bills just ate his lunch. Once Tua went down, the game was over, in my opinion. Yeah. The Bill Stefan Diggs scores a touchdown this game. Uh, Singletary has a big, a good game as well. Josh Allen bounces back, but yeah, that's all I got to say about it. Quick and easy, the Bills just kicked the crap out of the uh, Dolphins. Yeah, Moss vaults two touchdowns and. Singletary showed up, and Sanders had 50 yards. But um, six, that's a good thing for the division. Now everyone's one and one except us, of course. We'll be looking up all year. It's going to be a tough one. But hats off to the Bills. They show why they're the class of the East still. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Which game we go with now? I have a. There's a couple of interesting ones here. Um, we can either go with the 49ers and the Eagles, or we can go with Raiders, Steelers. Which one do you think? Why don't we go with the Raiders Steelers game? Because this there's was uh, this was, yeah, the Raiders looked really good. Yes, Derek Carr got a little banged up. He'll be okay. Um, 
Darren Waller was a bit utilized, didn't have a good his big game. He had five for 65. But uh, for me, the storyline is how Derek Carr is just earning his respect. The guy is lights out. The past two weeks, all he's doing is throwing touchdown passes. Looks absolutely sensational. Henry Ruggs finally shows up for this team. Huge play. Yep, exactly. The Steelers, on the other hand, um, you know, Deontay Johnson gets injured, but he had nine for a buck oh five. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster scores a rushing touchdown. Uh, Big wow. Ben is dealing. Big Ben is dealing with a pectoral injury, so we gotta uh, keep an eye on that. But yeah, the Raiders, the, they pulled this off. It was huge for them. Big win. Raiders are rolling right now. Two upsets to start the season. They were underdogs in both games. We both had the Steelers winning this one. Um, you see, even without Josh Jacobs, they take care of business. Derek Carr hits nine different wide receivers. He almost throws to 400, doesn't turn the ball over. Derek Carr is talking himself into that top 10 category. And like we always joke about, he is earning his respect, but it's not a joke because he's playing at an elite level. And could this Raiders team possibly be a playoff team at this rate? Yeah, you know, there's a long way to go, but they look really good right now offensively and defensively. They look all fundamentally sound on all three phases of the game. So Raiders looking really good, man. They, they're they a scary team to play against. They got a good thing going. The Raiders. The Raiders. <laughs> but one thing I was not liking with the Steelers is Najee Harris. I'm, I want to see more still. I haven't seen that big explosion yet. Like he gets 38 yards in this game. That's it. Deontay did well. I mean, he did catch 43 for a touchdown, so okay, close to 100. But I want to see that run game pop for the Steelers. So we'll see what happens. Exactly. Najee Harris did have that huge stiff arm. I'll give him that. All right. So how about 49ers-Eagles? This was an ugly football game. Yeah, it was. And you know what? The the Eagles looked really good uh, week one. Jalen Hurts looked really good this week, kind of took a step back. It wasn't pretty. Um, with the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo throws a touchdown pass, only 180-something yards. But the 49ers were able to hold on to this one and get the dub. Yeah, and Hurts did run the ball well, but he did not throw it well. Um, this guy, Kay Watkins, Kay Watkins catches two balls for 117 yards. Quez Watkins, never heard of this dude before. But he gets a 91-yard touchdown. No, not a touchdown somehow. He gets a 91-yard point. It's not a TD, so that's interesting. Um, Zach Ertz is invisible. Now he has COVID. Dallas Goddard didn't do anything. Um, what's his name? Um, Sanders had a mild day with 55 yards. Um, yeah, the Eagles' offense was dreadful. And then Jimmy G does what Jimmy G does. He does just enough to win. It's not pretty, but he gets it done, and he wins again. And the thing to me here, and Debo's been having a great start to the year, just under 100 yards. But um, what's going on with this backfield and all these injuries? Yeah, man, the, it, it's they can't catch a break. The Ravens and the 49ers can't catch a break with their running backs. Uh, the injuries this year are are crazy, all these players getting injured. It really is. But, yeah, they got to figure something out. That backfield for the 49ers after losing Raheem Mostert has been really – really been given some bad luck yeah i had sherman he's having concussion mitchell has a high ankle sprain i think something happened to hasty too like what a crazy situation yeah it's not good for the 49ers backfield by any means necessary they're gonna have to figure something out and they uh 
I know they had in um, what's his name, uh, Lamar Miller in for a workout. Oh yes, that's right. I wonder if they're gonna end up signing him or anything. They might sign him. Yeah, they might. They need him. Yeah, they need the bodies because those guys aren't all going to play. So here's something I can no longer run from. It's Saints-Panthers. And Sam Darnold does it again. He's 2-0. Uh, this does not look good right now because of the situation with Zach Wilson and the Jets. 305 yards, just one pick, just 12 incompletions. McCaffrey goes off again, around 150 all-purpose yards. What else is new with him? And then you're going to have um, – he gets a touchdown. DJ Moore, Darnold starts to cook with 80 and a touchdown. Robbie Anderson was quiet under 40 yards. And then you see Arnold getting in the act with 55 yards. But um, Darnold did fumble but recovered it. So he is still fumbling the ball and turning it over a little bit. But it's been much improved from what we saw in two games. You know, I'm not going to overreact to this and go crazy, but I'm not thrilled, obviously. It doesn't look good after he beats us. Then he beats us. Good Saints team. Um, I'm not saying anything like regrets or anything, but like I kind of had a feeling he looked better at Carolina, but surprised how easy it's been for him so far. Yeah, the Sam Darnold has looked really good, and I'll tell you why. When you have Christian McCaffrey and you know DJ Moore in your offense, it makes it a hell of a lot easier. I'll tell you that. But Sam Darnold's playing sensational football, he's not turning the ball over, he's being smart, he's you know, getting the ball out a lot quicker. And when, like I said, when Christian McCaffrey is your running back and you can, uh, you could just throw it off to him and he does the rest, it, it helps out quite a bit. So, you know, the Panthers get this win over the Saints. The Saints looked absolutely dreadful. The Patriots play them this week. So play like that again, Saints, please. Yeah, the Saints, what the hell happened? I mean, you see a great week one and this week they just shit the bed. Jameis Winston does what Jameis does. He goes back to bad Jameis. There's two picks, just 111 yards, and didn't do much of anything, you know. Alvin Kamara, very quiet, too. Didn't do anything. 30 all-purpose yards. The Panthers shut him down. Barely touched the ball, either. I don't know what kind of game plan they were running here, but Kamara gets 12 touches. Very curious stuff with the Saints after their big week one win. But they better turn around, because I don't want to see another Patriots win. Huh. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, but uh, what's the next game we got? All right, we can do um, – looks like we're down to three choices. Well, Monday night we can save for last since it just happened maybe. We get Texans-Browns, and then we get Broncos-Jaguars. Then I think we're about home free. All right, let's start with uh, the Texans and the uh, Broncos. Uh I'm going to tell you this. Teddy Bridgewater looks absolutely sensational. Well, you're on the wrong really, team. What was it? I, Texans Broncos. No, Texas said te- Texans Browns. Jesus, my bad. Texas, me. Sorry. Sorry. Um, my fault. Texans, my fault. No, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, yeah, sorry, guys. So, Texas, Texans Browns. Uh, Jarvis Landry goes out and hurt. He's on IR. The, Odell not. Beckham will, should be back this week. But the injuries are piling up for them. Um, you know, the Browns were able to get this win on the backs of their running backs, you know, Hunt and uh, Nick Chubb. But the Texans, yeah, Tyrod Taylor um, is out with a hamstring injury. So they got to start the rookie, Davis Mill- Mills. And if everyone's wondering um, why Deshaun Watson's not playing, I think everybody could understand why he's not. Yep. But um, many reasons. <laughs> 
in term in terms of this game, you know, the Browns were able to get this win. The the Texans really surprised everybody week one. Finally came came back down to earth week two. Yeah, I knew the Browns were gonna take this one. We all did. This was very obvious here. Um the thing is that the Brown the Browns were in trouble for a little bit. You know, I was nervous because Baker gets hurt. He obviously comes back out. Only incompletes two passes, the one was a pick. Running game carried them, like you said. For the Texans, yeah, this team's going to be terrible. Um, the fact that they won the first week, I like that. It's kind of surprising still. I know Jacksonville's bad, too. Uh, Davis Mills, go luck with that. Uh, even if he's a good quarterback, he has not much to work with. Ingram was not great with 40 yards. Branson Cooks has really showed up for this Texans team. I will say that. He had 78 and a touchdown, but it's not going to be nearly enough. Long hill ahead for the Texans. Browns will be all right, even with their injuries. They have a lot of depth. Oh, yeah. Browns are going to be just fine. Um, and, but Brandon Cooks, I agree. He's been their best playmaker. Uh, the, run, the running back by committee with Houston is really irritating in terms of fantasy-wise. But Brandon Cooks has been the one constant for the uh, Houston Texans. He looks really good. There's actually a big game we forgot about, though, because it took place on Thursday. Oh, yeah, the Giants and the uh, – let's do that. Yeah, the Giants and the uh, Washington football team. The Giants um, were in it till the end. I think the drop by Slayton in the end zone literally wide open was huge. That was the game. But Taylor Heineke, man, making plays with Scary Terry and J.D. <laughs> McKissick. And what a game it was. I'll tell you this. The Giants had – could have won it, just it didn't go their favor. You see uh, Kenny Galladay getting into it with um, Daniel Jones. He did not elaborate that. He, yep, no, it is not. And he was getting into it with Jason Garrett as well. He should be definitely getting the ball a lot more than he yeah, does. So uh, I will say Taylor Heineke did make his case to be the starter long term. It's not Galladay season, brother. He's been bad, and you see he's yelling at Jason Garrett. Looks like Daniel Jones, and then Kadarius Tony's been a flop so far. Um, the Giants snatched victory from the jaws of defeat. Actually, other way around, they snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. They had the game won. They had this game won several times. They if Slayton catches that ball, it's a dub. If the, if Lawrence doesn't jump off sides, so apparently it's controversial now because I saw some footage that said he may not have. It's a dub. But this Giants team just finds ways to lose. They've been bad, almost as bad as my Jets. Owen two the last five years. They've been a nightmare. Daniel Jones played well. There was that one play I told you about where he missed Shepard wide open, but Slayton screwed him. He doesn't turn the ball over, which is a good step for him. He throws for 250, runs for almost 100 in a touchdown. Saquon Barkley's got to get going, too. He had that one run, and that was it. Um, and then Shepard leads the way with almost 100 yards. And I agree 100%. Heineke's that dude for the football team. And then Scary Terry does what he does best. McKissick just making plays all over the place. I like to see Gibson get going. But the football team has a lot to hang their hat on here. I was just surprised how poorly their defense played. Yeah, they, they really did play very poorly. Uh, they got to pick it up a little bit more. But they will. The, they were able to squeak out this victory. It was huge. The Giants got Got to go back to the drawing board and really figure some things out. That's for sure. Nope. Sounds like a typical season for them in the last few years. So I think we're getting down to it now. We got Broncos, Jaguars, then it's Lions, Packers. All right. So Broncos, Jaguars, 
Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, now I can talk about him. Teddy Bridgewater is absolutely sensational with this team. They love him. The leadership, bro. Noah Fant is really starting to get used and show his worth. Jerry Judy being out, that's okay. Portland Sutton will put up eight for 130-something yards. That guy went off after missing last year due to injury. Huge, huge game. Um, you see uh, Trevor Lawrence struggle. I think we all knew this, that he was definitely going to struggle. And he's back down to earth. It's going to be tough for him. The Broncos defense was able to, to really play well, and they got the win. Yeah, there's not too much to really say here. Uh, I'll just add a little bit. Bridgewater has been great to start the year, efficient like we know he can be. He just has eight incompletions, goes over 300, two touchdowns. You got Javante Williams making his case with five yards of carry, getting 64 yards. Gordon Sutton goes off, goes bananas. He leads the charge. And um, Melvin Gordon does okay. He catches two for 40. Even Pat Fant, like you said, gets in the end. So you're starting to see him get utilized more. And then you get a touchdown from Patrick. And now we have to face this Broncos team next week after it's in Trevor Lawrence. God bless us and Zach Wilson. Aye, aye, aye. But Trevor, like you said, he throws two picks. He throws 14 for 33. Not just like Zach. I'm not saying he's a bust. Not when we're close to that. But the Broncos defense stifled him. They really did. Absolutely. Yes, they did. The Broncos defense is very underrated. They get after the quarterback, and that's going to be an issue going forward for teams with an uh, offensive line issues, especially you guys this week. I'm not looking forward to this one already. I mean, we'll get to it tomorrow, but I don't have any, any good vibes to hear. The only thing is that Zach's used to playing in the Mountain West. Other than that, I got nothing. Yeah, man, it's going to be something else. We'll see what happens. So, we're down to it. Lions-Packers, Monday Night Football just took place yesterday. You know, the Lions hung tough longer than we thought they would. They but then, did. <laughs> but then the Packers exposed them for who they really are. I'm gonna... Yeah, no, they uh, they definitely um, exposed the, the Packers defense, which is really, really bad. And, um, you know, bro, it's something – it's really something else – with what the Packers, you know, Aaron Jones is that is that dude. That guy is just a touchdown machine. Aaron Rodgers looked really good. Jared Goff in the beginning looked good too. Hawkinson really getting showing his worth in the end zone. Been good. Well, I'll tell you this: the Packers really woke up, and then Jared Goff showed himself to be what he really is. Yeah, we know what Jared Goff is. You know, that's not a surprise to us. He's a bit mediocre at best, honestly. And then they end up getting. They end up getting back in. You know, the Lions go off to a hot start, up 14-7. And the Packers tied up 14-14. Lions were even up 17-14 at the, at the half somehow. and But, of course, it didn't last. Um, Rodgers started slow, but he shook it off, obviously. He made a bunch of great throws. Aaron Jones is just out of this world. We miss him on our team. Guys gets four touchdowns, three in the air. Robert Tunyon touches Pater. Rodgers goes four TDs, five incompletions, 250. Another day at the office, not even his best game either. That's the scary part. Yeah, no, no, it's not. Then when he starts to go off, you know, then the, the, the league will be on notice. It's it was, it was just a great game for the Packers. They start out slow, they picked it up, and then they, they finally uh, put that bad loss last week to bed. Now, for the Lions' sake, there is something I do like. Hawkinson, like you said, fantastic. I didn't like the uses of DeAndre Swift, obviously, because he didn't get it done for me yesterday. Jamal Williams was a big storyline playing against his former team. He had a cool interview 
on the team on ESPN saying how the Lions wanted him and all that and how he wanted to get revenge on the Packers, but he only got 25 yards, so it didn't really go his way so much. No, yeah, it just didn't work out. The Lions ha- have a need for him. That two-headed monster in the backfield with Swift and uh, Williams is just getting started, but this Lions team under Dan Campbell really looks different. Yeah, you know, at least they're showing fight. They're in games. You know, the offenses look pretty good for the first two weeks. The defense, obviously, is a train wreck, but we'll see. They got a long way. Packers, we know, are going to be contenders still. So, you have any other impressions from week two? Nope, I think that's it. I think that I think we all alluded to all that. All right, brother. So, we can enter that. We know how. Go right ahead. All right. So, Grunt Talks MLB is the website. You see all our great baseball and football content. Um, and that's what we have going on right now. Pennant races, p- football, hot action right now. And you're going to have us on Facebook at Grunt Talks MLB. You're going to have Twitter at Grunt Talks MLB. Instagram is Grunt Talks Team. Twitter, as I just stated, was MLB. And then we have NFL, of course. And then for my personal instance, Shuling Gilardi 11. And then for Twitter, Shuling Gilardi 1. YouTube, Grunt Talks MLB NFL. Brother, take it away. Thanks, brother. Uh, my personal Twitter, BTOMS81, Grunt Talks NFL as well. And you can check all of our content exclusively on GruntTalksMLB.com. My personal Instagram, Bobby Thompson 81 and our YouTube channel, Grunt Talk Sports. All right, brother, let's get to it. <laughs>